Welcome to the Studio Spares Lockdown Podcast, in which we talk to professionals in different parts of the music and audio industries about the effects of the virus and the lockdown. And importantly, we also look to the future and think about post-lockdown and what it means to musicians, voiceover artists, agencies, venues, and other parts of our industry. Now, in this episode, we're going to continue the conversation on small and local uh, music venues, and in particular, what musicians, DJs, and other performers can do to support what is potentially a dire, dire situation for many UK music venues. Now, the Horns is a must-play music venue in Watford with a spacious air-conditioned bar holding up to 250 people with a dedicated stage and PA system. In fact, it's a sought-after gig for many bands that has been giving us live music for nearly 20 years. I've played there myself. It's an amazing place. So I'm really pleased to have Jane Giles, General Manager and the driving force behind the, uh, the horns, here with me today. Hi, Jane. How are you doing? Hello, Dave. Yeah, I'm all right. And that was really good. You did great. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I, really <laughs> it I think you had nothing to worry about at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm... I'm really well. Um, it's all a bit scary and weird and, you know, all those things at the moment, but we're still here, we're fighting, and we will continue to fight. Good. So look, why don't we start, why don't you just tell us a little bit about the Horns as a venue? Tell us a bit about it, like, pre-lockdown, you know, what the pub's about and stuff. Mm. Pre-lockdown, the pub is a live music venue. We're a grass mute. I'll get my words out, grassroots music venue. We do original music on a Monday. Um, Tuesdays are free, um, but not where I say free, because like once a month we have men capping. Um, they come and do like men caps got talent and some really cool stuff on stage and have something to eat. Then we might use Tuesdays for say touring bands that might be coming down from Scotland and doing original stuff. Wednesdays is our open mic jam. So that's really cool because we have like house bands and Shane hosts that and we've got like the drums and the guitars. That's really nice. I like open mic. That's one of my favourites. Yeah, it's, I've been there. It's great. Thursday is tribute night. What? So you've got like Limehouse Lizzie, a bit of David Bowie, you know. Um, Fridays we actually do a disco. Friday is disco night. It's not really like music night. But then Saturday, cover bands. Yep. Um, Saturdays are always fun. Local cover bands, you know, Fivefold Kiss, The Informers, yeah, um, yeah. all those sorts of bands. Then we do Sunday afternoon. And we have a jazz band that have been playing here. Oh, God, I've been here 11 years. And they've been playing here, I think, since day dot. You're probably talking about 15, 17 years. The North Side Jazz Band, their original jazz. Um, they're amazing. They're all very, very old. I, does that sound really terrible, me saying that? But they are very, very old, um, and they are amazing. Okay. And then we have bands on Sunday afternoon, like the Beekeepers and Big Al and yeah. um, the good old boys, you know, and Johnny Johnson. And, and <laughs> it's all so much fun, and it's lovely. So, and I really miss it so much. You don't know. I miss all my people. Yeah. I miss my life. Um, oh, I need the music back. And we need to do this. So if people help me, we can save this pub because I'm on a mission. And trust me, while I have a breath in me, we will be opening this pub. 
listen, let's we'll come to that in a minute because I, I I think that's really worth getting into. But wh- why don't you just start by telling us uh, a little bit why you took the pub over? Because you, you, as you say, you've been there about eleven years. You said. Oh so, my god! Yeah, that was a bit of a big thing. I was a little single parent all on my own, but I worked here for years and years, and I loved it dearly. And the lady that owned it, Pam, she was retiring, and she was going to sell the pub. Right. Oh my god! And I couldn't let that happen. So <laughs> it was like I did everything I could in my power to try and get this pub, and there was so many points that I thought that we wouldn't get it. Um, but I did. Yeah. Um, my mum came on board, um, and she helped me get the pub. Without my mum, we would never have the pub now because I'd have never been able to get it on my own. And here we are, still with the same bands, doing the same stuff, supporting live music, and I'm going to do it forever. Yeah, I'm sure you are. There's no two ways about it. Uh, I know you've had some, like, uh, you have an amazing array of bands that play there. I know. I don't think I've ever seen the same band playing there twice. Uh, and I've, I've been there a lot. Um, but you've had Paul Young there. You've had Dr. Feelgood. You've had some, like, fairly named acts in there as well, haven't you? Oh, God, yeah. That was more back in the day. Um, there's been Chaz and Dave. We've had Chaz and Dave, we've had Wilco. Right. Um, yeah, Wilco wasn't here that, that many years ago. I've got pictures of me and Wilco, um, but not really recently so much. The big, big names in the last five years. Um, big tribute bands that play in very, very big theatres and, and travel the world yeah. with their music. I mean, that some of these, we, we have the most awesome players. And do you want to know something? You can find some of the most amazing talent on a Wednesday night at open mic. Yeah, I know. I've seen a couple of really good acts there. You know, there's some 18-year-old guitarists that can sing. And can I say they're shit hot? Can I say that? Or is that, like, really bad? No, they are shit hot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, these people are amazing. But I also want to say that people are set in their ways. And... I put a lot of new bands on, okay, that that aren't maybe so well known in Hertfordshire. Yeah. And people look at the gig guide and they're like, I don't know that band, so I'm not coming out. It's not the informers, it's not Firefold Kiss, I don't know them, I'm not coming. Let's talk and, about that for a second. I'm and gonna, that's sad too. I'm, I'm going to stop you for a second because I'm a bit passionate about this as well, Jan. And, and, and we should point out that you and I have had a, a, a couple of conversations uh, about this particular subject uh, recently. Um, and my view has always been that, uh, I think was it was you that said to me that you once heard a musician walking out the pub saying, I'm not going to play here. They haven't got much of a crowd. Was it you? Yeah. That, and I've, I've never understood that. And, and all that says is that, that you know, the, the pub might not have a crowd, but surely it's the band's responsibility as much as it is anybody's to bring a crowd into the venue. And and that's usually a, around bands marketing themselves, looking after themselves, building their own database of fans, telling their fans that they're going to be playing at these venues and actually setting it up as you know, these dates is like mini tours, you know, promote them, do things to, to, uh, to help themselves as well as the venue uh, and, and get... And then they say things like, oh, the venue didn't do much to help. Oh, my God, do you know how angry that makes me? <laughs> I am like a social media queen, OK? Right. I do nothing but push, push, boost, hashtag. Do you know I dream hashtags? Right. 
<laughs> Literally, because I do so much social media for the pub and to push the fans. And, and if everyone did this as well, surely we'd get somewhere. So is that hashtag, hashtag dream hashtag? Is it, can you start? Yeah, yeah, I reckon <laughs> I should do that. <laughs> Brilliant. I should add that in with my keeping music live and my hashtag live music. That's it. So what would you say, so let's um, think about bands that are just starting out or don't have much of a following. And what advice would you give to those uh, those acts to, you know, maybe start get, getting a, a fan base together and how to get them into your venue? What would you suggest? Well, we do all that too, you see. We help promote bands. I mean, some of these young bands that come to us on a Monday night, they're just starting out. They've got nobody at all. Yeah. We, we, we've literally, they're college bands. Yeah. They're playing to 10 people. So we try and put the videos up, up on our um, social medias, you know. We try and get the words out. We do trials on a Sunday night to get new bands in here, okay? We've yeah. got so many really, really good, talented bands in here. Now, this is just one band, okay? Have you ever seen the Beekeepers? Uh, no, I don't think I've seen it myself, but I know of them, yeah. Right. Well, I got them in here about three years ago. They came on a trial on a Sunday night. Now, these are probably the most talented musicians you will ever see in your life. Right. Okay, they read music. They are the Royal Albert Hall's Orchestra. Right. Okay. Okay. They are again. Shit up. Do yeah. you know? It took me three years to build them some sort of following on a Sunday afternoon, and I still only get about hundred people for them. What is wrong with people? I don't know. Because they don't know them, yeah. and they're not the good old boys, and they haven't been playing here fifteen years, so they think they'll give that Sunday a miss. And that really, really, really makes me mad. And that happens with so many bands. Yeah. And and, and, and it's worth pointing out as well, it is a great venue to go in. There is space. You can go in there. You can eat. You can do all these things. And you've got the advantage of uh, live music. So you're right. I, I never quite understand why people don't go more into these sorts of... Uh, and it sounds great too. And my next point is, right, I've got to get this across because yeah. while I'm ranting and I'm allowed to have a rant, I've got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, now we have a tribute band on here, an ABBA tribute, okay? And it's exactly the same ABBA tribute yep. that play next door at the Coliseum. Yeah. Okay? Now you'll pay £35 to go and see them at the Coliseum. Yeah. Miles away from them at stage. You can come and see them here for 12 quid, and we'll still only sell 100 tickets, but they'll sell 800 Now tell me why. Well, if I knew that... If I knew the answer to that, I would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I would be quite a rich person if I knew the answer to that. I mean, I still don't um, it. It's so much more up close and personal. The yeah. band get off the stage and mingle with the people. It's cool. I mean, the important part of that is, is that you are passionate. You, you're passionate not only about the pub and, you know, keeping the pub going and, and you know, keeping the venue running, but you're passionate about the acts that come in and out of there. And And I know you care about how well they do. You want to see those acts succeed as, as much as the next person. So oh, of course I do. Do you know how proud this makes me? Listen, right, we've got, I'm not going to mention any names because I know he'd be embarrassed. Yeah. But we've got one boy that's been playing here since he turned 18 and he was legal to come in the pub. Right. And he's an amazing guitarist. He's playing since a little tiny boy. And I used to record him on stage and he turned his back from me. I'd be recording the back of him. You wouldn't see him playing the guitar. You wouldn't see him doing anything. 
now he will stand and look at me and he even is in a band. And this is like six years later, but it makes me, he'll know when he watches this, he'll know exactly who I'm talking about. And so will a few people. But, but that makes me feel proud, you know, <laughs> because this boy has got so much talent. Yeah, very good. So look, I know what it's about, I think. No, I, I agree. And, and I think um, uh, uh, bands, uh, personally, I believe that bands need to be as responsible as anybody else for getting crowds in there. And, and if they have half the passion that you do, Jane, then I, I think it will serve them well. But listen, I want to move the conversation on slightly. I was listening, uh, actually, uh, as we record this, this is 2nd of July. So um, you're two days from opening, theoretically. Are you going to open this weekend? Are no. Not at all. So not- no, because we're a big venue and to be able to open, we would have to have all our tables at 1.5 metres apart, which means we're not going to get many people in here. Now, around a table, we're allowed groups of six. If someone comes in as a group of two, that's only two people around that table, I will have to take pre-bookings. No one's allowed to come near the bar. Yeah. Um, and we are only allowed to have background music of an iPod. <laughs> um, so we're so, a music venue. I mean, come on. So if we you, open like that, we'll go a business in two months. You just couldn't, uh, uh, you couldn't pay the overheads based on that. No, it just wouldn't be worth it to us. So my idea is what my plan is to do, and I'm saying this is all a plan, it's not 100% set in stone, is to open sometime August. Yep. Because I'm hoping things will start to ease up slightly, maybe September. We've got a lot of people fighting our corner for the music industry. Um, maybe we'll be able to have duos. Yeah. Maybe we'll be able to use those things you were talking about earlier. Yeah. And we'll get singing there. Yeah, sorry, yeah, three yeah. metres. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's so many things. And it's all just so confusing as well because the government has stated that bands are allowed to sing at six metres from the singer, but we've been told we're allowed no live music. Yeah. So what was the point in making that role? Yeah, um, it is confusing. I can go on and on. There's so many things that don't make sense. So right now, I'm concentrating on raising money for the pub. Yeah. I'm concentrating on trying to clean the pub up a bit and slap a bit of paint on the walls and, yeah. and do what I can. And I'm concentrating on opening in the future. Definitely, 100%. There's no way we're not going to. Let me ask you that question because, and I know it's hard, Jane, and I'm really sorry to put this on you, and I get that it's hard, but when do you think we will get back? I know it's all down to vaccines, it's all down to everything, but do you think we'll see live bands performing in venues by January even, or do you think... Yes, I do. Not bands. I don't think it'll be bands. I really don't think that. I think it'll be solos and duos. Yeah. I don't think they're going to let bands come back. No, they're going to ease us in gently. Yeah. Um, and I think next year we will get bands, but I don't know about January. Yeah, okay. But I'm hoping by January I can have a duo on my stage and two people with a couple of electric guitars can make one hell of a noise. <laughs> so I'm looking forward yeah. to that. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, you know. And I, the way I've got to look at it is I can be two things. I can be Peggy Positive or I can be Debbie Downer. Yeah. Debbie Downer's going to be nowhere. So if Peggy Positive all the way, and let's do as much as we can, and let's get everybody's support live music, because 
I never want this place to turn to harvester. No. And if we go and we're not live music, that's what you're getting. Absolutely. You're getting a food restaurant that sits on a roundabout. Absolutely. Um, uh, this morning um, on BBC, uh, Mark David from the Music Venue Trust was on. I don't know if you saw it, but um, he was talking... I haven't done yet. He was talking about the campaign where they're asking for 46 million package to assist the grassroots uh, venues. Uh, and they're asking for that money from the venue, of course. And they were saying that really that's to help cover things like rent, which is obviously one of the biggest uh, um, overheads. And, of course, staff, maintenance, insurance, and all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, with respect, and, and, and listen, I think it's fantastic that you know these things are being campaigned for. Uh, but you know, in an industry that in the UK is worth 5.2 billion, and and we have the second biggest per capita um, uh, audiences in the world. You know, do you think 46 million? Is even going to scratch the surface of you know, of helping? No, I don't. But what I think is. Anything that we can get is better than nothing. Yeah. And any help is better than none. And the Music Venue Alliance and the Music Venue Trust have helped me so much. They're amazing. Yeah. And I also don't think it's fair that venues like us didn't get any grants from the government because we're capped in with our raceable value being too high. Um, the general public don't understand this. They, oh, you've been given money. Oh, you've been given this. Oh, you've been given that. No, we've been given nothing. Well, the news says, but you don't understand. People are capped in differently and people don't understand. Us music venues, bigger venues like us, and we're not even a big venue. We can hold 250 people, for God's sake. Yeah. We're tiny. <laughs> um, we, we're not really getting that much help, but it's makes more financial sense for me to stay closed than it does to open right now. So the issue now, of course, really is, as you say, is taking that step and it has to be a, a solid step. It can't be a gradual, as you say, open this weekend and sell a few lunches and everything. You have to go back in full force, don't you? To, to, for, for you to be able to even cover your overheads. So really, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't stay shut forever either. And this is the thing I've got going on. It's, it's, it's really? a massive problem. I've, if, if I stay shut forever, we'll go under. If I open too soon, we'll go under. Yeah. And the government aren't giving me the advice I need to tell me. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know, you, you hear on the grapevine that you might be able, be able to have small groups up to 200 by September, October. If we could do that, that would be amazing. But that's an if. Yeah. And then you've got them shutting down places at the moment. Haven't they just shut down Leicester? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Are, are these pubs all going to open in two weeks' time and then be closed again? It is all an if and a but. Nothing is clear. Yeah. And right now, I'm not going to take that risk with this pub. And but, I need to know it's, a, it, it's, it's right for us and we can afford to do it. And I don't know. I don't know. I can't even answer these questions. I'm an absolute mess with it all. Okay. Look, look um... People can help you now, though, can't they? And music venues. So, just tell us about um, uh, you're you're involved in a couple of campaigns uh, to, to to help the venues, like save our venues, which I can see up in the. Oh my God! Do you know something? Um, <laughs> Is it to um, uh, to help? We've it's been absolutely amazing. I'm doing online events at the moment, um, and I've had a few of the couple of the tribute bands do a few online streams for me. You know, straight from the horns page. 
yeah. and they've gone really, really well. Every time I've done something, it's raised a few hundred pound extra on our fundraiser. Um, it all seems to be, it makes me so happy that people are coming to help because I did feel so alone with this all to start with, you know. It was all of a sudden the pub shut. I had to sort out the furlough. I, I had so much paperwork to do. The admin drowned me. I'm not officer, okay? <laughs> I'm not at all officer. So I was totally drowned with all of that. And then it's like, oh, my God, I've got to do social media. I've got to get the bands up. I've got a show we're still doing live music. Yeah. Um, I seem to have got on top of it all now, and so many bands are coming out of the works. You've got to watch these Ram Jam live streams, and they're going to be brilliant. I'm having four artists every week. I'm trying to organise the artists in advance. They're either from bands that gig at the pub. Right. And where do people go uh, to, to see this? They tune in on eight, at 8 o'clock, 8pm, to The Horns' Facebook page. Yeah, and it's just The Horns, is it? Yeah, the Horns, Horns Watford. It's no the Horns Watford. On Facebook, the Horns Watford, eight o'clock. No, no the, just Horns Watford. Oh, Horns Watford, sorry. No the. Yeah, yeah, no the. <laughs> it's I, just I, Horns Watford on Facebook. Okay. And it will be live streamed every Wednesday. Um, it's really cool because I've managed to link Zoom to the live stream so Spike posts it and then the people come in and out you know like yeah, yeah. a proper jam yeah um, so I'm hoping that goes really well uh, I've got a Scar band on tomorrow night they're live oh, sorry, tomorrow night tonight yeah. I've got a Scar band on tonight um, streaming from our page as well at 8pm cool this uh, we've got loads going on and so many oh. musicians are coming to me wanting to help which it's brilliant, amazing. I should also point out that you're you're a big studio space uh, um, customer as well, aren't you? You, you, you? Yeah, we buy all our wires from you, and I call them wires, and they say to me, "Are you wires?" <laughs> <laughs> wires. <I'm laughs> yeah, the... we buy all our bits from you. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're you're very welcome, and you can talk to us anytime. We'll do our best to help you. As with anybody that's out there working live or in their studios, we're, we're here to help. So, look, Jane, thank you very much. Um, we're, we're totally, totally behind what you're doing. And in and all venues, actually, especially small venues that are struggling at the moment and trying to find a way out of this maze that is uh, um, the advice from the government on when and how you can, you know, get back on uh, back onto the, to the live music scene. So it, it is Have you read their entertainment thing? Because I can send you a screenshot of it. It's like absolutely <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. It's mad. <laughs> but listen, uh, um, please, everybody, um, go and help your uh, your local music venue. If you're in the Watford or Hertfordshire area, of course, there's the Horns there. I'm a big fan. I've been going there for years. You've, of course, got uh, venues uh, such as the Oddfellows in Apsley. There's the Goat in, in Burko as well, another uh, great uh, live venue. But anywhere you are, anywhere in the country, do what you can to help the venues because if you don't we won't be going out and getting come uh, come the end of lockdown because the, they simply will not exist in fact i saw um a thing this morning saying that up to 97 percent of uk venues could potentially go bust if this if this uh, lockdown extends or the distancing extends too far so we must do everything to, to help so jane listen thank you very much i didn't mean to end on such a a, a bad note but i just yeah no that's not going to be us 
Of course not. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go in there and drink all your beer just to keep the, the uh, you know. The... Thank you. And I'm definitely taking you up on that free gig offer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, that's another thing as well. Uh, uh, Jane and I were talking earlier. My band, uh, um, which is the Good Vibe Agenda, we're going to go in and do a free gig for, for the Horns because we want to we want to help the, the, uh, 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 the venue. And I would urge any band or anybody that can help do a free gig do something to to, to help bring people in as and when we can uh, to help your venue i'm sure they'll appreciate it but listen thank you jane really appreciate you uh, uh spending time with us today and uh, uh hopefully i will see everybody else very very soon on the uh, on the next podcast all right thank you for having me bye bye, bye.